Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode number 92 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara. How's everybody doing? Hopefully great. (laughs) What's happening, Barbara? How was your holiday? Fantastic. I had a wonderful time with my family. I cooked, I made fudge, and it was wonderful. How about you? You got married again, eh? Renewed your vows. Congratulations. Got married on Christmas Eve, so we went back to the Mm -hmm. library museum we got married at and renewed our vows with our dogs and the kids, so that was fun. Well, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Actually, thank you. And actually, Christmas Day, uh, the kids went back to their dads, and we went to the casino, because that's what you do in Indiana when nothing else is open on Christmas. So did you make any money, Did you, uh, or did you lose it? I lost it. She won big, Ooh. so we walked away pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Merry Christmas to you guys. And the funny thing is, is she wins it on the Elvis slot machine. Oh, my God, that's so cool. That's nice karma Lucky. for you. <laughs> Lucky all around. <laughs> cool, cool. You still have the lab open before the end of the year, don't you? The 30th and 31st, you guys open? Yes, Elvis. We're open. Um, I'm actually working tomorrow. We've got a crew coming in. I'm going to go do a couple cases tomorrow, which is Sunday. And then we're open Monday, Tuesday. Hopefully we'll get out a little early, but it didn't really help on Christmas Eve. We didn't leave till five. So Uh. I'm hoping for better uh, New Year's Eve, but I'm not much of a New Year's Eve crazy girl. So I'm just going to chill out at home, watch movies and relax with my son. So how about you? You going out? New Year's for us, we're thinking about going to an all night roller skating place. Wow. That's super fun. How's that for crazy, crazy New Year's Eve plans? (laughs) I was a competitive roller skater when I was like 10, 11. So um, that's one of my favorite things to do. So enjoy and don't break anything. I know how you roll with broken bones. So be careful. (laughs) So far, so good. (laughs) I would hope so. (laughs) So we have a special conversation we got at LMT Lab Day East. Oh, yeah. So there we were, Barb and I were in the booth looking for our next victim. I I mean interview. We were looking for our next interview. And the one and only Judy Fishman from LMT comes up with someone and says that we have to interview her. And I said, oh my God, oh my God, I've been wanting to interview her. We've been trying to get a hold of her all day. You seem to know who she was. I have no idea who this lady was. I've never seen her. I never heard from her. But then she sits down and starts to tell her story. Yeah, amazing. Camilla Sikirsky talks about learning dental technology in communist Poland and then coming to America to eventually be a lab owner. Mm-hmm. It's one of those moments when you are just so fascinated by one person that can have so much struggle and success in her life. When we were doing this conversation, I knew it had to be the one we played to wrap up 2019 and to start a new decade. Aww. So please join us as we talk with Camilla Sakirsky. All right. Is zirconia giving your lab a hard time on your full arch cases? Yes, for me. Have you experienced warping or breakage in your centering oven? Yes, for me again. Have you ever had an arch return for adjustment and had to scrap it and start all over? 
Yes. So, there's a better way. Introducing Crystal Ultra Nano Ceramic by Digital Dental. The better alternative for full arch dentistry. A Crystal Ultra arch is 60% lighter than a Zirconia arch, is easily adjusted chair side, and can be milled on a one-to-one basis with no centering required. That saves you, what, 10 to 12 hours right there? Not only is a Crystal Ultra Arch better dentistry for patients, it's better for your lab as well. To learn more about the future of full arch dentistry, visit www.crystalultra.com forward slash voices. Crystal Ultra, feel the difference. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. All right, so hi everybody. Again, we're from Lab Day East and we're here with an icon, Miss Camilla Shakirsky. Hello, I've known you for so long and you're so amazing. And the Judy Fishman just came over to Elvis and I and says, You must interview Camilla. And oh so we're so grateful that you're on, on well, the podcast. Well, it's an honor to be interviewed by you. And I'm delighted you want to speak with the old generation. So tell us. I know a little bit about your history. So how did you get into the, the dental laboratory industry? To the dental laboratory, I get funny way. I was uh, in art school, painting, sculpturing, and having a good time. And my father decided this is not what he wants for me for my life. So he said, you have to go to the dental technology school. And those days, you don't say no to your parents. You <laughs> obey them. So was exam, and every subject, uh, you know, th- that was in Poland, Polish and math and chemistry and physics and everything. Well, I worked very hard on this exam because I want to make sure I flunk 100%. So every question I have it, I answer wrong. You wanted to flunk. Oh, yes, absolutely. I was delighted to be in art school and have not any intention to be in a dental technology. Ah. So I flunk 100% all the exams. And those days to get to the school, you not only have to pay this exam, but you also have to pay a little under the table. And my father met the director of the school, (laughs) where he already gave him some money, and and the director said, you tell me why your daughter don't want to get to the dental technology school. And my father said, oh, no, she wants, she wants very much. (laughs) And he said, no, because she flunked 100%. When somebody flunked 100%, they know she's a good student. She did not miss the one question answer right. So for that reason, we know she passed the exam, and I have to talk to other teachers and explain it to them situation, and we decide she's in. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was the, in Girl Scouts, and I was the leader on a vacation, and my father came to visit me, and he said, I have a news for you. He already knew it, but I did not know he knew it. <laughs> <clears throat> he said, 
and he keep looking at me. My father was the economist, so was businessman, and he looked at me, and he said, "Well, darling, you accepted to the dental technology school," and I thought the lightning strike. <laughs> yeah, you're like I because fail. I know I fail. How am I? And then I know. I compose myself in a second and say, "Dad, that's so fantastic! I'm so happy." <laughs> and my father said, "This was the first moment I was not sure I did the right thing, Aww. because he said you belong to theater. You immediately camouflage what was it, and we spoke about it twenty years later, mm. because for twenty years I have no guts." To mention that subject, and many years later, he said to me sometime about it, and I almost fell over. Oh yeah! I did not know for all those years he knew, he knew. what I was doing. So the school year start, and of course I did anything I could. I do lousy, but was very difficult from being a student to suddenly being a dummy. And before I realize, I was complimented for my work, and uh, because I did, I was too stupid to be smart. <laughs> you know, to to keep uh, my ambition did not let me do it, and I start doing well, and mm. and I get to the point they even give me and my girlfriend the money uh, for uh, achievements, being so good. Did you start to enjoy it at that point? At that point, I enjoyed it because I was complimented constantly. And, and apparently, I drove on it. And, but uh, and we were first and the last one to get money because we stopped learning. We were going to the movie houses and eat the sweets. <laughs> and that's how we used up the money. So and this is in Poland, right? Poland, yeah. And the next thing in my career was I did not want to go straight to work for a laboratory because I did not thought I learned enough yet. Mm-hmm. Even was three years school and was very good school, very strict. All the professors from medical academy was teaching us. Wow. Yeah, was was very and it's still the school exists and oh, it's does still it? very well run. Wow. Still very well run. I got and it was very hard to get employed also. Mm. And I got employment in a laboratory which was belonged to army and actually was belong to something which is equal to KGB. Oh, cool. So they have a top, top, top technicians. And one technician uh, said to me, he told me to do something, so I did it. And he said, you have to tell me, honey. You want to be a technician or you want to be a great technician? I said, I want to be a great technician. He said, so with never say no to me and you do what I want you to do. You know what he makes me to do for a whole week? Just mix the plaster. Mix the plaster. He showed me one. He checked it. Dump it. For eight hours a day, I was just... Mixing a plaster and dumping. I was crying. Yeah. I was doing that and crying. And other people said, why don't you give her a break? He said, no. 
I need to train her to be perfect. And that's what my beginning of working, and I was very, very, very fortunate. So basically he had to do one thing over and over and Over and over, because it. he said very important thing. There was no electric mixers those days. This We're talking of late 50s, early 60s. And uh, he said when you cannot mix plaster well, and a plaster is the first material you're using to fill it up impression, then that model is not going to be accurate. Yeah. So it has to be perfect. And a few months later, I asked him why he chose me. He said, because I have a son in your age, and he's completely not interesting, mm. not interested in a profession. And you, you have a talent. I was in an art school, so it was easy. And he said, I want to make a perfect out of you. Nice. So he was your first mentor, huh? He was my first mentor in the industry. And then I took the job in a lab across the country, so I was far away from my strong hand father. Mm. Because it was a tragedy in the industry, in that laboratory, and from eight technicians, they were down to two, and they need somebody. So I, uh, I started working there, and there was another unique thing. Uh, months later, we have a one prosthodontist running the division, the lab, and the, and the office. They took them to the army. Mm. And they give him only a couple weeks to stay with us. And they did not give a replacement for him. Mm. So on Harry, he taught me how to take impression, how to take bites, how to prep the tools. And me, straight so from school, girl, huh? <laughs> yeah. now was learning dentistry. Wow. And then he left, and I, uh, all the technicians was doing their private work also in the lab. So they don't want to do patients. So since I was eager, so I was taking patients for all three of us, and we were require each one of us was required... 32 dentures a month. 32 dentures a month? A month, wow. yeah. That's a we lot. have to do. That's a lot. So I was getting 96 patients a month plus my own work. Wow. Because on, on the doing dentistry, I was not paid. I was doing lab work, I was paid. So I did that, and apparently they find I was good. Yeah. Or let's say, they need me. So I decided I'm not going to work Saturdays. Those days in a communist country, everybody has to work six days a week. Only Sunday we have off. And I heard in other countries, they don't work Saturdays. <laughs> so I figured out what the heck. I'm not going to work Saturdays. And I work like crazy. I work to. 8, 9, 10 o'clock in the evening mm. to do my work. During the work hours, I was taking patients, mm. and I got good at it. That's where it come to me, the love for dentistry, and understanding what is on the side of the office. Yeah. So now I was the office. Yeah. You're seeing final. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because I was taking impression. I was watching what my colleagues was doing. I was taking impressions for me. 
And I was making hell of a good money because I was paid for doing extras. Yeah. You know, when I got Crown and Bridge, we were only dentists. When I got Crown and Bridge, I prepped the teeth, I give my colleagues, they got the extra wow. job. So I came out like a bandit. <laughs> <laughs> So I so, thought when you said that you um, didn't work Saturdays, that's when you said, I'm going to the United States. Yeah, my father says, is no room for me in a communist country. Mm-hmm. My father was born in Kiev and ran away during a revolution mm-hmm. as a teenager. Mm. He took his mother and literally from Kiev to Warsaw, from another country to another country, on foot, we made it wow. to Warsaw. Yeah, so he was not very fan of communism and socialism and all that garbage. So he said, there's no room for you in this country. You have to get out. He tried to push me to Germany. I was interested but did not work out. And then I have a baby. I got married, I have a baby. And my grandmother says... The oldest grandson and the oldest granddaughter are going to be a godmother and godfather. Mm-hmm. But always grand, grandson was in United States. So since his father was the first businessman, they were in a steel industry, was the first businessman to do the business with Poland. Interesting. He sent his son to another, uh, his son was, was like in Turris, he was the president of the company, and his son was doing business, so we did also baptizing. And he asked me, what will be my wish? Do I have any wish? I was corresponding with him for a few years, and I said, to go to United States, but take my husband first, he will clear the path, and then I will come with my daughter. And a few weeks later, come invitation for me and my daughter. Aww, just a couple that's a weeks. Great story. Yeah. What year was I that? I was shocked. 1963. Okay. Wow. I was absolutely shocked. But, you know, you don't look in the mouth of the gifted horse. No, no. no you yeah. don't. And you have to work very fast. Using connections, very hard to get out of communist Poland. So I use connections since I work once in a KGB hospital. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I went to police to get the passport. And they said to me, okay, you're going there for vacation. Fine. When you come back, you have to tell us everything you saw it, who you talked to it. Oh, I promise everything. <laughs> I promise them I will tell them everything. I will show them everything, anything I learn over there, because I know I'm not coming back. And I left. Do you think they knew you weren't coming back? No. No, oh, they really I thought you were going so, yeah. Oh, they thought I, they knew who, who was my family yeah. here. And when I landed here was July 4th. Wow. July 4th. I landed uh, on the morning of July 4th in Montreal, my another cousin picked me up. He said, your cousin who invited you here left me $200 for you. That was lots of money those days, 1963. And we crossing a border. And I said, well, let leave my daughter sleep in a car. 
He said, oh, no, no, Americans like children, so you take her. Mm. And she was sleeping, and I took her. We went through the border in a two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yes. I love and it. And we came. He, uh, my, my cousin who invited me have his properties in Canada, so he was for vacation. He left me $200, and he rented a room with the family for me which I was happy, but I look, oh, I look $200. I was paying $50 for, for a room and board. I said to myself, it's only four weeks I have money. Mm-hmm. And then what? So I told the lady in the house where I was living, could you help me to find a job? She said, no, 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 no. I don't have any of those connections. But my uncle saw me for one lunch, and he said, my son uh, secured you, so you're fine. I'm leaving to Paris. He had an apartment on the Champs-Élysées. He said, so anything you need, call my vice president, Mr. Romer. So when I calculated, you know, second day I'm here, I figured it out. I'm going to be in trouble. (laughs) So I called him and I said, Mr. Romer, I'm so-and-so. He said, yeah, I know about you. (laughs) And uh, and I said, well, I need a job. He said, job? Your uncle did not told me I should be looking for a job for you. Plus, he knew I was a visitor. So he knew legalities. I don't. And I said, Mr. Romer... My uncle said, anything I need, you're supposed to do for me. I need a job. And it was a dead silence. And Mr. Romer said, sounds like the rest of the family. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then later on, we become to be friends. So I went to the laboratory. Was, you know, you got your like, job here in the States at yeah, the lab. Yeah, so, oh, resume. He said, write resume. What's resume? Mm. I don't know what's resume. I was not speaking English. So he said it's about the life, your life. But he said only professional. So he said I was sent chauffeur, right in Polish, and secretary will translate to, they have a Russian secretary, she will translate to English. I have to go to my dentist, so I will give him your resume. He said, should I send the driver in a week or two weeks? How long it takes you? I said, one hour. <laughs> he said, one hour? You're going to have a resume ready? I said, yeah, I did not live that long yet. <laughs> so, so the <laughs> chauffeur came. What can I write? You know? Yeah. I was just working a few years. So uh, he went for teeth cleaning and gave the dentist my resume. And the dentist gave my resume to the first salesman, who was Aaron Zuckman, oh. the guy who built Zan Laboratory. Wow. Zan Laboratory was, oh, yeah. was, and he was still going from door to door and selling his, his materials. So he brought to the lab, and uh, so they called immediately. Uh, I was like three days here, or four, uh, and... Uh, and I begged this lady to go with me. We went. And they asked her what she can do and this and that. I said, anything. Crown and yeah, bridge, yeah, yeah. Uh, dentures, all dentures. Okay, can you set this? Yeah. 
So they give me one full mouth articulator and the teeth. So I look at her and I said, ask them, do they have any more? And they said, well, how many she wants? I said, well, at least six. <laughs> you know, like multitasking. So, let's go. Let's yeah, go. So they said she's going to be here whole day. I said, no. Uh, she was translating. So I look all that. Can't read the one prescription. Mm. But, you know, articulator and it is, and you know how it should be said. So I took it everything out and, ah, ha, ha. And start setting a tease, and I knock it out. Nah, yeah. Yeah, it's always picture time here. Sorry, That's yeah, right. we have another celebrity in our chair with uh, Camilla. So, okay. oh, the, she pushed me here. <laughs> we all been waiting to get you on this oh, podcast. Come on, sweetie. It takes a village, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I knock it out those teas very fast yeah. because full mouth, it's quickest thing to set up. And I start, you know, festooning, you know, and they say, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. So, and they told her, go home, she stays. <laughs> She's hired. Nice. Wow. And I was scared because I would not know how to go home. Oh, yeah. And I, when I get lost, I cannot ask. Yeah. yeah. So I said, no, it was Friday. I said, I come on Monday. And in a weekend, I walk with my daughter and Figure walk back and forth, and we stop on every corner, turn around, look how it looks like when you're coming from another direction. And Monday morning, I went to work. That is such a great wow. story. Oh, I tell you, it, people, I cannot express how good people were to me. They called me stupid Polak because I couldn't, was a laboratory. I was the only woman there, and... And they was dirty. So I start cleaning. Mm. You know, I start chiseling the wax, shining. Yeah. And then when I finish all the benches, I start cleaning the walls. <laughs> to my height. <laughs> oh, you know, I funny. clean and clean and clean as I can reach. <laughs> and, and I did not understand. I hear Pollock, but, you know, and stupid. I don't know what that was. But was a part-time teacher who coming in after school, and he heard, he understood. He took a drug, the one what I use it to clean, yeah. and he started cleaning. He was tall man. So he cleaned above you. Yeah. And that was last time anybody said stupid Pollock. Because mm. they noticed somebody who is intelligent and they respect him, it's doing same thing. Maybe he told them something. And everybody was so fantastic, so helpful, and beyond, beyond I can express how nice people are. And this was Sun, at Sun Dental Labs at the time? No, that was the Waterbury Dental Laboratory Waterbury. in Waterbury, Connecticut. How long were you there for? I was there for three and a half years. I did not ask how much I'm going to be paid, so because... Did not even cross my mind. Mm. In Poland, you pay certain way, but in Poland, being paid as professional, I could not afford to live with my daughter. My husband was making money, so together we were okay. Here, on minimum wage, I was able to have an apartment in not the best of the section, but 
we eat and uh, and I was paying five dollars a week for a nursery start nursery when they find out how much I'm earning they told me I don't have to pay and I said no I'm not a beggar mm-hmm. and I paid but over there people were also phenomenal where was your husband my husband was in Poland because they would not let whole family out mm. An invitation was only for me and my daughter. Interesting. And then, before months was over, I asked people to go with me to immigration office because I want to apply for a permanent resident. And everybody told me in a Polish society, I'm crazy. I have a visa for a whole year. Why am I going to expose myself going to the immigration office? So I said, because I want a permanent paper. So will you go when, you, when your visa is over? I said, no. I want to, it's going to take time. So I want to make sure I go through the process. When my visa is over, I will be permanent resident. Yeah, yeah. Did not work that way. But they told me two things. Because I was in a Girl Scouts, which is a communist organization, I can apply for asylum. I said, no, that's not strong enough for, for asylum. So they said, okay, so then you have to come on a professional visa. You have to get papers from all the employment agencies in the whole country. It's nobody with your qualification waiting for a job. Mm-hmm. And they said, and on top of it, you have to get Polish government give you okay to stay here permanently. Oh, wow. And I went through all that. And it took it, took it almost two years. Wow. But they told me, since you apply, you're already not in a danger to be uh, deported. deported yeah. Because Wonderful. you're already in a process. So you got to stay. Yeah. So you see me stupid, just yeah. 25-year-old, being advised not to do it, I did it what right. And the funny thing how I got Social Security. <laughs> I have no papers, right? I was working like a couple of weeks, and a guy came from a Social Security to the lab. Mm-hmm. And he said, he asked me in English, do I have a green papers? green card Mm -hmm. and at this point I know I'm working already illegally so I said to myself green green I understand green is a green color well I have a dollars they little green (laughs) so you said yeah so I said yes (laughs) makes sense yeah when you put it together that way you're not lying no I wasn't lying Mm -hmm. just little (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and I got the Social Security and my nickname, Kama. Because my name is Camila, but my nickname is Kama. So my Social Security was Kama and my last name, which I have to redo when I was retiring because mm-hmm. I was not in the system. Yeah. But it worked. So I have a Social Security. I'm working illegally, but since, since four weeks, I was in the system. I work legally. That's why I don't take well people being here for years illegal. Yeah. Mm. As agree. much as I like people and respect, I think you want to stay here, be legal, pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. 
and don't tell me now you can get all the papers. You were cheating whole that system for yeah. 15, 20 years, and now you get the gift of the being a citizen of United States? Wrong. Mm. Well said. So I like people to apply for the papers. And it wasn't that easy. Mm-hmm. It took me a long, long, long time. It took me a time to go to Washington and persuade Polish government to... Polish government asked me why I want to stay here. And I said, it's very simple. I can lie or I can tell you the truth, what you want. Because over there I can speak. And they said, well, we want you to say the truth. I said, okay, I like the dollar lots more than Polish wanted. <laughs> why? I said, because I'm on a minimum wage with my daughter... And I can stay alive. In Poland, as a professional in a state laboratory, I cannot stay alive. We have to two of us working for three of us family. Yep. And the man says to me, you know what? Your first one would don't lie. Mm. And he said, for that, I'm going to do everything to help you. Nice. And it took it two years. And one day he called me and he said, came diplomatic post, you got okay from Polish government. So this way I start my papers with with immigration office and they were absolutely wonderful. At that time I spoke English and, and everybody over there was helping me, was cultural. I did not have to be scared over there. Of course I was scared because you never know you're going to get the paper or not. Mm. And you hope so, and you wish. And, and soon I happens. got the papers from American government. I applied for my husband, and then he came. And I was standing on Kennedy's with my daughter, and was three and a half years. And she was looking like that. She was six at the time. And she said, Mommy, which? Because you have a glass, and you see people in a custom. She said, Mommy, which one of those men is my daddy? <laughs> she did not remember. She didn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she was, every weekend, I work Saturdays to help my boss, because... Uh, Laboratory split. My uh, one man bought half a lab as me only employee. Mm. And another man got all the three employees, the owner, main owner. My boss, my boss was crippled, was have a um, polio. Polio, that's mm. what my grandma had. When he, he mm. was young and he was in a wheelchair or on a crutches. He was very good technician, very good technician, but in the laboratory, five o'clock, bottles comes out, everybody drink. Mm. Really? Oh, wow. they drink a liquor like fish. <laughs> <laughs> and were they all Polish? No. Oh, okay. My was boss was Irish, my, another boss was Jewish, wow. the Americans, they all, um, all Americans, and they were drinking. And I did not know how to say no. Mm. And they give me a glass, fill it up with vodka. I said, Oof. oh, my God. First of all, I hate vodka. And the second, I don't want to drink. 
but I was afraid to lose a job. So I tried to drink that, and now I have to walk half a town mm. when I already swallowed the liquor. Mm. So I asked somebody how to say no thank you. And a woman told me, say them, thank you very much. I do not want a drink. I would prefer to have a glass of milk. She made the dumb out of me. Mm. When I said that, everybody laughed. Well, yeah. yeah. And another person in the laboratory told me f in the first week, or maybe a little longer, when boss talked to you and you don't want to listen or you don't understand, you have to tell him, shut up. <laughs> oh, jeez. Who's advising you anyways? Oh, yeah. People make a monkey <laughs> oh, of, the, of the people. So I come home and I said, Mr. Rybeck, I already have to know how to say something. And he said, what? I said, when my boss talked to me, I know how to answer. Know how you answer. Shut up. And he looked at me and he said, Mrs. Shekinsky, you're really starting well. And you still have a job? And I said, yeah, but my boss did not talk to me yet. And now, what did I say? Mm. And he told me, what did I say? You know how hard it was for me to trust people? Yeah, In I my bet. laboratory, when years later I have my own laboratory, was prohibited uh, swear, prohibited uh, when is a uh, foreigner, you know, somebody who don't speak English, you're not allowed to teach him bad or I fired. Good. I wow, love that. Yeah. And so was no swear, no bad teaching, and everybody no during a... Oh, no alcohol. <laughs> everybody during uh, eight hours have to speak English. When you have a lunchtime or after work... You can speak any language you want. Spanish, Polish, German, Russian, but not during the work hours. I like that because when they, when they go around me and they're speaking a language that I don't understand, you don't know what they're saying. Yeah. Exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. I have a people who try to do this because they think they can speak Polish because I'm Polish. And one guy came to me and he said, anytime you leave the room, they're talking about me. So I start walking out and standing and listening. Mm. They were not talking about him. They were talking Polish between. And I took two people to the office and I said, one more of Polish during the work hours, you're going to be an unemployment line because you're making other people uncomfortable. Sure. And I said, everybody has to be comfortable. And they stopped. Good. Very interesting experience and good experience because I learned a lot mm. and I learned sp speak English. My luck was, was nobody in the laboratory who spoke Polish. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have no choice just to learn fast English. Yeah. English. Yeah. So that was very lucky. It's not because I'm, I'm smart or whatever. I'm just lucky. I'm just lucky with all the steps of my life. Well, we're lucky to have you on our podcast. Oh, come on. Yeah, you sound pretty smart to me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. Well, you know, when you're 81, you, you cannot st sound stupid. No. Because uh, then 
you know, when you're young, you look pretty and you get away. <laughs> when you're old, you, you're not dead. So yeah. you have to try to be smart. But what I want to say, this is fantastic industry. People are wonderful. Mm-hmm. All levels, all levels. Basically, people in this industry are wonderful. And I tell you how my daughter... Both my daughters work in the lab. Majana started when she was nine, mm-hmm. and Eva started when she was five. Wow. <laughs> That's when I started. Yeah. Going over your mom's shoulder and yes. just watching, and you just get enamored with it. Well, Eva has to opaque mm-hmm. because our metal was breaking. No, metal was good, but porcelain was breaking in the last firing. Yeah. Bubbling. Bubbling. Yeah. And I did not know Vic Williams was sending me his metallurgist. They could not find what wrong. Uh, so I changed company, unfortunately. Well, fortunately. And then I worked with Pentron. They came. And one time the guy came. I don't remember metal company. There was not Argent. From California. And he says to me very interesting thing. He said to me, you have a problem with metal? I don't ask you how and what. Just leave me alone. I will watch. And that was my lesson how to do consulting. He watch, watch, watch. And you know what he says to me? It's nothing wrong with the alloys you're using. It's just a torch. You're not cleaning a torch. Mm. So he says every day, Depends on your amount of production, or often, or where your production is not that big. Once a day, you have to sandblast the end, sandblast, and then clean in uh, acid, and put it back and use it. This was the last time we have a problem with metal. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely ingenious. Yeah. And one time people did not believe, you know, later on in business, uh, they think I am a little freak. (laughs) So I need to this torch being so clean. And suddenly we start getting problem. So I started asking and they told me, oh, we're cleaning, we're cleaning. So I start checking. They were not cleaning. Of course not, yeah. Yeah. So I said, okay, you like your job? I like mine. That torch has to be clean. And after cleaning, you have to bring on my desk, show me it's clean. Never Never had another problem. Never have another Mm -hmm. problem. That's awesome. So so then when I do consulting now, you know, many years later, when I come to the lab and they have a problem, I just said, just show me how you do. Mm -hmm. And I... When I see what doing wrong, I did not say anything. I want them to see all the way to the end. Because when you correct something, maybe something else is later. So I watch, it happened to me in Jensen, in China. They have a short castings. Mm. And they went to their manager. And she told them, it was a woman, Chinese woman. And she said, you technicians, you should know better. And apparently she did not know, which I know she did not know. And they finally came to me and they said, 
we still have a short casting. Sometimes yes, sometimes not. Yeah. I said, okay, well, show me how you're doing with the translator. They were just investing some cases too close to the rink. So that yeah. thing gets cold. Get, yeah. And, well, and, and yeah. so I sit down with the translator and them, explain it to them how it's important and draw the pictures. You know, I work with pictures because I was in art school. Mm-hmm. So that comes handy. Yes. When sure I don't speak language, I can draw. Mm-hmm. And I explain it to them. I make them invest and I was watching, and we put the ring, we check it from above, and all. Yeah. And nope. Never have a short casting again. That's cool. Such a simple things. Sometimes takes that outside eye to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And plus that, I learn, you see something wrong, don't say it anything. Wait until you see it. Wait the to the very, very sense. end. And yeah. then. Don't just stop it right yeah. there. Yeah, wait till the end. I still have a Chinese people writing to I me. I was going to ask you, are you still consulting? I still consult, but because I'm not in the industry, you know, I'm retired. I see you everywhere. Well, LMT you see Chicago, me. Yeah. LMT East, so you obviously... Cologne. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't make effort. They come to you. Mm-hmm. They come to me, and also... Like I start 15 years ago doing consulting, I go for three months. Three months stay in the lab. Mm, that's a long time. I'm the first one in the lab and last one leaving. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of effort. Yeah. yeah. And not being, a, being away from the family sure. for three months mm-hmm. is, is lonely. Significant, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm not just drastically looking. But I enjoy tremendously, tremendously. Every lab I did consulting, oh, they yeah. still in touch with mm-hmm. me. That's how we met, by the way. Oh, she is that? Night Dental. And oh, I didn't yeah. know. Several yeah. years, maybe five, six years ago, yeah. Wow. We instantly fell in love. Because I'm Polish, and uh, I still have that little shot glass you gave me. And yeah. Did you and find out your torches were dirty? <laughs> no, no, no. She did not have that problem. <laughs> no, I found out I had a soulmate, though. <laughs> nice. Yes. I fell in love with her like this, Mm -hmm. instantly, instantly. That's great. uh, But I don't think my write-up was appreciated because it was too honest and too straightforward. And two, what I see is wrong, I wrote it. Mm -hmm. And two, I see is right, I spoke about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did it make a lot of changes at night? Mm -hmm. Did it, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. But I never heard about it. Interesting. But that's okay. That's fine. For me, it's important when did any improvement and would get improvement for you. Yeah. Because. For me, for sure. You should be on the top and you were not treated like on the top. You were not treated with the respect which you commend for being who you are as a professional. And at that, that infuriated me. So maybe I was too rough <laughs> in my write-up, but I don't care. I still don't care. You do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. definitely one of the highlights of my career was uh, meeting you and being friends with you. And mm. then later on I found out she knows Renata yeah. so, and Judy. 
so we all met at Chicago a couple years ago, and it's just really neat how uh, we awesome. all kind of know each other, especially as yeah. strong Polish women. So, well, thank you so yeah, much thank you. for what sharing your story, story with us. That's wonderful. And that's it. And uh, then I was part of the NADL. Mm-hmm. I was in uh, Hawaii on a national meeting where I met, and for many, many, many years, I remind friends with uh, Akira and Flora Omahara. Mm-hmm. They have a laboratory in Honolulu. Mm. That was wonderful. And my husband was coming with me and my younger daughter, because my older daughter was in the schools. So my younger daughter was all the time in the industry. And then when I joined Dental Laboratory Conference, she was coming with me and sitting at the meetings. Mm. And one day, she was not ready, and I said, I'm not going to wait for you. I go to the meeting, <laughs> and you come. And I save, I sit on, all the time on the front, I save the, save the seat for you. She was like at the time maybe 10 years old, yeah. 11. And... Uh, and she came, and a woman stopped her at the door. She said, it's not for children, and you don't have a badge. And she said, look at me. She looked at her, and she said, oh, you must be Camila's daughter. And Eva said, that's my badge. <laughs> and went in. Nice. She said, uh, the secretary oh, told funny. me that. It was secretary of the Ralph Pakman. And, and she said, I, I ran after her, and this kid is just running running all the way to the front and sit down. She got the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm she getting said, in this meeting whether you like it or yeah, not. That's great. She said, that's my bitch. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's then funny. years back, she was already in university, already working. in. A, she works in the finance. And I told her because it was farewell for Ralph Pacman. And was in California. was interesting meeting because in the same hotel, same time, was Bill Gates with family. Whoa. And Stanley's secretary, children, was playing with his children. Wow. Yeah, it was That's very awesome. interesting. And, and I took Eva. I said, for, for Ralph Pacman, farewell meeting, you have to come. So she came and she said, Mommy was one of the biggest pleasure in my life. Mm-hmm. It was like a family reunion. He said, all those men were coming, hugging me, kissing me, giving, Eva, how you grow up, yeah, how you yeah. look. She said, was like a hundred of uncles. Oh, I just did great. not know who was he. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. but, but she was brought up in this business. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, thank you so much. You it was so, so much. great to meet you. Yeah, you have you. too much material. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. He's the best. Thank you. Today's episode is brought to you by Kettenbach. Let's talk about impressions and impression materials. Can we agree that not all incoming records your lab receives are equal in quality or have captured the details you feel necessary to move forward confidently with a fixed removable or implant case? NADL studies show that small, medium, and large labs all face the same awful situation of producing remakes at no charge over and over again when it might not be the lab's fault. 
Kettenbach and their team of manufacturer reps are here to help your lab by offering support and solutions, not chairside milling units, that will improve the incoming clinical results and consistency you and your clients are looking to achieve. Their materials are manufactured in Germany using patented technology, and in America they only sell direct for less cost. Visit www.kettenbach-dental.us to learn more about Panacell, Identium, and Selgenet impression materials, Futar bite registration, Thistilis temp material and core buildup, Mucopin soft reline, and airway metrics. Kettenbach also offers materials used every day in the dental lab, in particular the Panacell Lab Putty Hard and Lab Putty Soft. These materials can be cleanly and easily dispensed in a one-to-one -one putty matrix. There are no messy accelerator gels with this system. The Panacell Lab Putty is sold in two 5-kilogram buckets of base and catalyst and is definitely the dimensional, stable lab putty material you have been looking for. Try any of the materials risk-free today by calling Kettenbach direct at 877-532-2123. Mention the code Dental Lab Podcast 25 and you will receive an additional 25% off your order. Once again, call Kettenbach direct at 877-532-2123 to make the connection with a partner who can help your lab and your clients save money and increase quality coming in and going out. Thanks for your support, Kettenbach. So we cannot thank enough Camilla Sikirsky for sitting down with us at LMT Day. Her story is amazing and one you don't hear every day. So I actually met Camilla probably maybe eight years ago. Um, she came to Night Dental to um, consult with us and see how we could do things better. And it was just one of those people that you meet that you just have this kindred spirit I don't know, sort of, I've known her forever and we bonded and she was amazing and she really helped mentor me and talk me through it was a difficult time for me in my life at Night Dental and she was just so honest and awesome and cool and so I just am so happy um, that she's on our podcast and as you can tell, she's a talker and she has an amazing story and so we're just really, really, really grateful that she came on. Like I mentioned, I really don't know who she was and as I was promoting this episode on Facebook and I mentioned that she was going to be on it, oh, yeah. so many people replied to the post like they were excited. It was like hearing from an old mother. Mm -hmm. It was like a family member. Yeah. I just, I, it's unbelievable the people we get to meet when doing this podcast. Aww. So as we get started in the new year, again, we want to hear from you, everybody. What would you like to hear on the podcast? Hit us up at info at voicesfromthebench.com and we can get you on or you can give us some information on what you'd like to hear, either at an upcoming show or remotely from the comfort of your own home. It's super easy. Hit us up. Let us know. Speaking of upcoming shows, there's still time to register for one of the greatest shows this year. First up is the must-go-to show of the year, Vision 21, in Vegas, January 16th to the 18th. This is the meeting that will ring in Barb as president of the NADL. Are you excited? Are you ready? I am so excited. Flattered, grateful, excited, stoked. Just had my first JDT article go out, talked about passion and my father and 
everything that I love about the industry and all of the people that are in it. So yes, I'm really, really, really happy. And I'm going to kick some bootay, just saying. Nice. Uh, have you written your acceptance speech? Don't you have to give a little talk when you, they ring you in or however it works? Um, have I written it? No. Have I put a lot of thought into it? Yes. My um, philosophy on getting up and just being honest and talking. So I'm yes, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of kind of putting it all together. The following weekend is Voices of Dentistry. It's a dental podcasting summit. We will be there representing our industry along with a ton of other podcasts from dentistry. The cool thing is, is we will be the only dental laboratory podcast there. So we'd love to see some other technicians attend this show to prove how strong and relevant we are. We are there thanks to our good friends at Kettenbach. So remember, come and join us, Voices of Dentistry, January 24th to the 25th in Scottsdale, Arizona. Holy moly, I thought it was in Vegas. Okay. I got to change my ticket. Just just kidding. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I thought it was in Vegas, though. Seriously, it's in Arizona. Well, that's fantastic. I'll be there. I don't need Vegas two weekends yeah. in a row. That's no a doubt about it. <laughs> then in February, dun, 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 the 21st and the 22nd, we are going to be at the biggest show in America, LMT Lab Day Chicago. Last year was an amazing, huge success for us. We got to talk to a ton of people. This year, we want to talk to even more. So be sure to check us, check out this episode's show notes for a link to register to all these great events. And if you're there and you see us, please come by. And if you don't see us, I'm going to come by and grab you. So either way. Either way, we'll get you on this program. (laughs) Yep. So let's make 2020 even a better year for the dental laboratory industry. Not only are Barb and I working on some great content for the podcast and looking to take it to some great events, we want all of you to succeed and to get involved with improving not only your lab, but the profession as a whole. We want to wish everybody a happy Happy new year. year. All right, everybody. That's all we got. We'll see you in 2020. Have a good one. See ya. Be careful. Bye. Bye.